Amen. For a few moments, if you would turn in your Bibles to the New Testament scriptures, two scriptures I want to deal with this morning. Uh, first one coming from the New Testament, very familiar verse of scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Philippians 4, verse number 8, second scripture, it's an Old Testament scripture coming from Proverbs 23 and 7. The King James Version reads on this wise, it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Proverbs 23 and 7, the A version of it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The grass wither, the flower fade away. The word of the Lord shall stand forever. For a few moments, my brothers and sisters, I want to speak from the subject. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. There are things in life and there are people that will tell you it don't make a difference. But I come to dispel that notion that it does make a difference. It makes a difference what you think. It makes a difference, my brothers and sisters, uh, because the Bible declares in these verses here as Paul was given some exhortations and he begins to think about, talk about the mind as he began to explain, he says that we must meditate, we must uh, think about some important things. And so there's a couple of things that I want to do this morning as we look at the context in which we find ourselves in today. It says that uh, Paul, as he's talking to the church at Philippi, he says to them, um, my brothers and sisters, whatsoever things are honest. So the importance of the thought of life, when you think about life, it comes from the great importance of the thought of life in a person. We often... We are often not what we think we are, but we are always what we think. Let me say that again. We are often not what we think we are, but we are always what we think. We are the product of our thoughts. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's saying, my brothers and sisters, 
if you don't control your thought life, you will not control your life. If you feed material in your mind that produces evil thoughts, evil thoughts uh, will soon control your life and also your destiny. So let's look at it. The input for the thought life. Paul gives us six things that we ought to do. Number one, first he says, we ought to have honest thoughts. He says, whatsoever things are honest, keep untrue out of your mind. Gossip, political propaganda, and false religion needs to be put in a trash can. He says, think of those things that are honest. Second, he says, you need to have holy thoughts. He says, whatsoever things are just. Uh, just means righteous. Holy thoughts keep your mind clean. A dirty mind is a sick mind and will defile you. Third, he says, lovely, which are harmonious thoughts. The meaning of the word translated lovely into harmony. A person needs to have thoughts that promote harmony instead of unnecessary division and schism. Fourth, he says, think on those things of that are good report. That word good report means happy. Do I have a witness in here? Uh, these are not discouraging and depressing thoughts. This doesn't mean to stick your head into the sand of unreality, uh, but rather to fill your mind with happy thoughts. That's why he had encouraged them a couple of verses before in verse 4 to rejoice in the Lord always. Then fit, he says, you need to have healthy thoughts. I, I wish I could get some help up in here today. He says, if there be any virtue, when he talks about virtue, he's talking about some healthy thoughts. He's talking about the health of your spiritual life, which is more important than the health of your physical body. If you have a healthy spiritual life, then you can deal with things in your physical body a little bit better. Do I have a witness in here? But then lastly, my brothers and sisters, he says you ought to have some heavenly thoughts. He says, if there be any praise, you ought to think on these things. And this should motivate the thoughts of God, who is certainly most worthy of praise. Many things we praise today are not worthy of praise. We're not qualified for the praise in this text. The question is, why, my brothers and sisters, does it make a difference? Because back again, it tells us that uh, verse 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It also says, Eat and drink, said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Uh, this text reveals the corruption of the heart to those who defile you for an apparent favor. Do I have a witness in here? It says that a man is a product 
of his thoughts. And what he's thinking is not what's happening on the outside. But if you continue to think the wrong things, eventually you become what you think. So let me hurry on. I don't want to bore you too long on this nice, pleasant day in Kentucky. Why does it make a difference? And I woke up this morning with my mind made up that I felt like preaching. And oh, since I feel like preaching, I might as well go ahead on and do it. Uh, perhaps more than riches or health or popularity or circumstances or opportunities or family or even friends that molds and shapes a person's life more than anything else is your thinking. What a big difference it makes if you think what you think and how you think of what you think. This makes such a radical difference, my brothers and sisters, because everyone thinking determines what they believe. And what one believes determines how they live. Y'all ain't with me in here this morning. That's all right. I'm going to still get with it. Among the many and various subjects that you may think about, and that will influence your life into a great degree. Perhaps none as much uh, so important as this. What do you think about God? Are you aware that it was God who spoke the universe into existence? Are you aware it was God that set the stars in their place? Were you aware that it was God that ignited the flame of the sun? Were you aware that it was God that established the boundaries of the ocean? Were you aware that it was God that caused the flowers to bloom? Were you aware that it was God that taught the birds how to sing? Were you aware that God is the one that supplied mankind's all of his needs? Were you aware that it was God that woke you up early this morning? And were you aware that this same God, the God we reply, rely on, the God we trust, the God we serve is holy in his character, omnipotent in his power, omniscient in his wisdom, omnipresent in his influence, he's righteous in his judgment, he's loving in his disposition, and were you aware that he is also merciful in his dealings with mankind? So uh, it makes a difference what you think. I mean, do you really realize? I mean, really realize and understand that God understands your innermost thoughts, that God sees your every action, he hears your every word you speak, he understands your feelings, he, he feels the throb of your heart, he, he genuinely loves you, and that God, this loving, merciful, gracious God, honestly and personally cares for you, do, do, do you understand that? I'm trying to help somebody in here. So it makes a big difference what you think. It, 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 it really do. It makes a big difference what you think about Jesus Christ. Come on, preacher. Uh, do you realize that he is the son of God? He's the savior of mankind. He can forgive the worst sinner. He can heal the afflicted. He can help the helpless. He can comfort the loneliness. He can bless those who are burdened down. He, he is the one that is righteous in all his ways. He, he, he is the one that you need when you don't have nobody else. The Bible says 
says he's a friend to the friendless, what you think about Jesus Christ, whether you believe it or not, is revealed in how you accept him or reject him, how you love or despise him, how you submit or resist him, how you befriend or betray him, how you trust him or oppose him, how you follow him or deny him, how you think about Jesus is also revealed in how you worship him or ignore him. Preach, boy. I just wish I had a witness in here. Furthermore, what you think about Jesus will be revealed in where you go, what you read, what you watch, what you say, how you act, where you live, what you think. It makes a difference. Yes, it makes a difference. Furthermore, what you think about Jesus will also be determined what you think about the Bible, what you think about the church, what you think about sin, what you think about others, and, and what you think about your family, but most importantly, what you think about yourself. Oh, my goodness. It's tight, but it's right. It'll even determine what you think about life. What you think about Jesus Christ will also make a difference in how you conduct yourself each day. How you treat your neighbor, how you perform your job, how you rest at night, how you overcome temptation, how you fulfill your commitments, how you face the future. I mean, it makes a difference now. Another area that will make a big difference in your life is how you think about the Holy Spirit. Let me walk this thing real quick. Can, can I get about 15 more minutes of your time? I'll let you go. But, but it's on me today. It's on me today. Are you aware that he is equal with God the Father and God the Son? You realize that the Holy Spirit is the power of God at, at work in the world today. He is our comfort in the time of loneliness and sorrow. And there's a lot of sorrow in this world today. People are dying daily. It, there's a lot of sorrow and that he needs comfort but he is the comforter he is the one who inspires us to greater accomplishments and higher height he is the quickening power the reviving energy of the church today I'm talking about the Holy Spirit he is the one who draws us to the foot of the cross and repentance and the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the boldness and courage of our Christian witness I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and you know something about the Holy Spirit even though he has all this power even though he is equal with God the Father and God the Son are you aware that the Holy Spirit can be quenched and limited within our lives as well as in our church? Well, how is that possible, Pastor? How can I quench the Spirit with him having so much power? How can I do it? Well, we can do it when we rebel against God, when we refuse his leadership, when we deny his authority, when we ignore his gift, when we hinder his operation, when we mock his manifestation, and when we restrict the fruit of his restrict his fruit like love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance when we restrict those things in our life we're quenching the spirit the question is how can I go through all this hell on earth and still love my enemy how can I deal with an ungodly and ungrateful uh, friend and ungrateful spouses because I got the Holy Spirit in me and I can't 
quench the spirit because God has been too good to me and I don't want to lose the gift that he gave me and if the gift he gave me is joy then it doesn't matter what you do to me because this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away are you aware are you aware that the Holy Spirit is just as necessary for the church and for the individual Christian today as he was for the early church when they were being martyred when they were being nailed to the state and burned alive we need the Holy Spirit Yes, sir, we need him. Did y'all hear that choir singing this morning? Did y'all hear those melodic voices singing and praising and getting us started? The reason why they needed the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspires our singing, anoint our preaching, empower our witness, strengthen our testimony, touches our heart. The Holy Spirit is what we need to direct our worship services. And today it makes a big difference what you think about the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit spirit that's going through facebook and youtube and zoom it's the holy spirit that's keeping everything going when they were trying to shut everything down they say you can go everywhere but the church but the holy spirit said hold on i got an avenue you might not be able to go to the building but i opened up a door that no man can close we need the holy spirit it makes a big difference it makes a big difference i gotta get out of here it's too much for a sunday morning it makes a difference what you think even makes a difference what you think about the church can i talk about it for a minute let me talk about it just for a little while it makes a big difference what you think about the church even the local church church let me tell you what the church is my brothers and sisters come a little closer here youtube and zoom and and facebook it makes a big difference what you think about the church see the church is god's instrument upon the earth which god uses to hold back the tide of sin to proclaim jesus as lord to provide fellowship for the saints to be a conscience to the world it, it gives spiritual direction and discipleship the church the local church is here to encourage the weak and the weary the church that god uses is the one that god puts here to reach out to a world in need need of love and need of forgiveness and need of compassion and in need of truth the church it is the church that unites the believers together to help us walk in the light to provide an atmosphere of worship and the reason why we come to church and we get excited when we get to go to church see that's what i like about it it's not that they make me go i get to go i get to go to church because it combined our soul winning efforts I, I don't know what you've been through this week you don't know what i've been through this week but when we get to church we get to screaming and shouting and falling out because we realize we get to put all together and see if god held you up this week through all the hell you've been through he held me up 
through all the hell I've been through, it must be an awesome God to be able to do all of that stuff and keep my mind sane. Because I should have lost it long time ago with all the stuff I've been through, through sugar, diabetes, and high blood pressure, PTSD, and, and I, addicted to this and that, and alcoholism in my family, drug abuse in my family. I got all these problems, cancer in my life, and God still kept me. I, I don't know about you, but it's God that brings a local church, put people together so that we can declare the good news of salvation. It's God that brings the local church together so that we can minister to the brokenhearted, those that lost family members this week, that sad and sick, crying because they won't see mama no more, won't see grandmama no more, won't see daddy no more, won't see granddaddy no more. It's God that brings the local church together so he can gift it with the spirit so somebody that can sing and say weeping may endure for a night but oh joy coming in the morning. Yes, yes. You're aware that the church is the extended arm of God is the filling station for Christians every now and then you get worn out you got to get filled up God says I'm going to put some filling stations on the earth it is the mouthpiece of the divine authority it is the structure of the living stones it's the home base for Christian ministries it's the thrust of godly influence I'm talking about the church you're aware that the church is the body of Christ. So it makes a difference. Tell somebody it makes a difference. It makes a difference what you think about the church. And of course, what you think about the church is revealed. Tell somebody it's revealed. It is revealed. It's revealed by how often you attend the church and how faithfully you support your church and how well you represent your church and how highly you respect your church and how much you appreciate your church and how sincerely you promote your church and how dependable you are to your church is revealed. And if you love your church, you're going to talk about your church. Amen. If you like your church, you're going to go to your church. And if you love your church, you're going to support your church. And you're going to be well represented at your church. Uh, whew, I feel it this morning. Another thing that makes a difference, makes a difference what you think about the Bible. Yes, sir. It makes a difference. Sister Rawls, it makes a difference what you think about the Bible. Yes, it do. It makes a difference. Uh, because do you realize that this is the only book that reveals the will of God? It's the only book that reveals the wickedness of sin. The only book that reveals the plan of salvation. That reveals the power of the spirit. It reveals the road to hell. It reveals the way to heaven. No other book except the Bible reveals the hope of the saints. So what you think regarding the Bible is definitely important. Sister Vicky, furthermore, what you think about the Bible is revealed by how often you read the Bible. How serious you study the Bible. How sincerely you accept the Bible. How fully you apply the Bible to your life. And how thoroughly you believe the Bible. And what you think about the Bible is also revealed by how your life exemplifies the teaching and principles of the Bible. 
So if you think highly of the Bible, you will treasure its contents. You will carefully consider its purposes. You will appreciate its truthfulness. You will trust its promises. You will believe its warnings. You will obey its commands and you will benefit from its revelation. Yes, the Bible is important, my brothers and sisters. It's our roadmap. It is our God. So we got to treasure what the Bible says. Oh, I didn't want to get to this, but I have to this morning. Another important thing to think about, yes, is sin. Yes, when we think about it, are you aware that uh, we got to think rightly about sin? Yes, because Sister Mac, sin is rebellion against God and his will. Sin is the disgrace of the human race. It's the cause of sorrow and shame. It's the reason why man is separated so far from God. It is the basis of corruption and wickedness. Sin brings condemnation and judgment. And you are you aware that sin is the reason why there's a hell? Don't get quiet on me. You, you never really have to tell anybody what you think of sin. For this is revealed through the words you speak. The places you go. The things you do. What you think about sin is revealed by whether you enjoy it or hate it. Whether you condone it or condemn it. Whether you practice it or abstain from it. Whether you promote it or oppose it. Whether you defend it or disclose it. But whether you disguise it or despise it. Mm, it's getting tough up in here. What you think about sin is revealed by whether you try to hide it or repent of it. As a matter of fact, what you think about sin will be revealed in and through everything you listen to. Everything you watch and observe. Everything you think on and meditate about. As well as in everything and every place you go and everything you do. Therefore, what and how you think of sin is extremely important. Well, hello, pastor. I need some help there. Because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That is true. And that's why I tell everybody I'm a sinner. And I have sinned and I've fallen short. But when I sin, because I know sin is serious, I learn to repent of my sin. Do I have a witness in here? And that's all I'm trying to tell somebody out there in Facebook land is that sin is real. And all you got to do is when you do sin, just make sure that you know that it's serious and that you can say, God, forgive me. Help me to be stronger to fight that temptation. I like that right there. Fighting temptations. All of us have temptations. All of us have weaknesses. All of us have strongholds all of us have struggles you don't have to tell me what your struggle is you know what they are and if you happen to slip or even fall just get back up because the bible says a just man falls seven times but it keep getting back up i know i fell sometimes but i keep getting back up and the lord keep dusting me off i seen a master day that said I'm covered by the blood 
and I just want to know is there anybody in here that's been covered by the blood and every time I mess up when the Lord looks at me he don't see me he see the blood I gotta get out of here and there's one more thing that I gotta tell you and the reason why when the Lord sees me he sees the blood because what you think about Calvary makes a big difference do I have a witness that place called Calvary the place where Jesus Christ died on a cruel Roman cross Calvary the great revelation of God's grace the price of man's redemption from sin the place of Satan's defeat the turning point of our history the fulfillment of Bible prophecy Calvary do I have a witness somebody shout Calvary Calvary the proof of God's love and mercy Calvary can I hear you shout Calvary the beginning of a brand new era and the dispensation of grace I feel like preaching Do I have a witness? It was Calvary It was at the cross Where hearts were transformed Where lives were changed Where burdens were lifted Where problems were solved Where differences were settled Where fears were conquered At the cross of Calvary I don't hear you screaming At Calvary Maybe you wasn't messed up like I was. I was a wreck. I was a mess. But Calvary transformed my life. It was Calvary where hope was born, where faith was rewarded, where sins were forgiven, where truth was observed, where assurance was received, where temptation was overcome. At the foot of the cross, is anybody in here know what happened at Calvary? So it makes a difference what you think about the cross. So what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus because of Calvary. I gotta be with you, with you. Some people got it wrong because they believe that there's only God, but there's another character in the Bible. His name is Lucifer. He's the devil. Do I have a witness? His name is Satan. Let me help somebody because they might be fool. And that's what he want to do you. He want to trick you. But let me tell you, believe it or not, what you think about Satan is important because Isabel, he's certainly not a myth. He's definitely no figment 
opening up your imagination. He's no friend or comrade. He's no Disney creature. He's no fictitious character. He's no make-believe personality. Satan is no fairy tale story. I wish I had a witness in this place. It must be realized that Satan is more than just another subject for discussion. It's not just another joke for a comedian. That Satan is more than just another unholy influence. That Satan is more than just another topic for preaching. That Satan is more than just another problem to deal with. That Satan is more than just another adversary in life. That Satan is more than just another philosophy for the weaklings. Are you aware? I said, are you aware? That Satan is the father of lies. He's the master of deceit. He's the cause of all sin. He's the captain of all sinners. He's the ruler of all wickedness. He's the king of all darkness. Are you aware that Satan is the fountain of all corruption, of all ungodliness, all impurity, all immorality, all vulgarity, all greed? And all dishonesty. And if you don't get Satan out of your mind, he'll destroy your peace. He'll ruin your relationship. He'll fight your morality. He'll oppose your integrity. He'll stop your faithful church attendance. He'll rob your joy and your contentment. So I come to tell you. Don't play with Satan Cause you will never win He knows all the tricks He knows all the trade I'm out of here today I wish I could high five you But I can't high five you Because of the coronavirus So do your neighbor a favor And fist bump him Elbow bump him And tell him And since I got all of this The Lord promised me one thing That I gotta think about Let me describe it They said the streets Are paved With gold no asphalt that mess up your car that get on your rims the streets are paved with gold the sun don't burn my skin I wish I had a witness no SPF 50 is needed I don't have to worry cause every day will be holly holly and I'm gonna sit at the welcome table one of these old days I'm gonna make it to my home. That place is called heaven. Do I have a witness? Are you aware? There will no be, there will not be any undertakers. There will not be any funeral possessions. There will not be any gravesite funerals. There'll be no graves to dig. There'll be no pain. There'll be no sorrow. Yes. Say yes. Are you ready to go to heaven? If you're ready, say yes. Yes. 
one last question as we get out of here say neighbor neighbor what do you think what do you think because look him in the eye and say what do you think because it makes a difference it makes a difference it makes a difference and if you know it makes a difference raise your hand and say thank you that it makes a difference it made a difference when he died on that cross it made a difference when they put him down in the tomb it made a difference on that third morning when he got up with all power in his hand it makes a difference say yes 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 God bless you. It makes a difference. Don't let nobody fool you. It makes a difference. We're going to offer an invitation. Realizing what you believe about salvation makes a difference. And you believe that Jesus died for your sins so that you might have a right to the tree of life. We offer you this opportunity to give your life to Christ. We're going to ask that our praise team would gather themselves together come at this time whosoever will let them come knowing that there's nothing better